This is episode 468 on the 12th of January 2022 on this beautiful Wednesday morning. The Women's ODI World Championship starts 53 days from today. That is from the 6th of March 2022 and the billion, gazillion, trillion add more and more to it dollar question or rupee question is can the indian women's team win their first cricket championship they had come so near and yet so far at the main event of the 2020 20 over world championship finals and the 2017 50 over world championship final anyone listening to this broadcast would say Wow, am I joking? Am I seriously considering the Indian women's team winning a world championship? And this is just one sport, the cricket. There's even a hockey World Cup scheduled later for this year, which is even a bigger joke, if that's what one would like to say. I don't think it's a joke. Unlike most people who would say, no, they have no chance. I would say that, yes, they have a chance. They just got to do a few things right. They've got a good team of good all-rounders, couple of good wicket keepers, legendary openers, or couple of openers who would be in that legendary status not too far from now. And unlike the 99% of the limited viewing world or the viewing world with a limited mindset, of course, a lot of pseudo experts and everyone who has a nose who can. put in their opinion would say no they have no chance of winning the world cup because they haven't done it before they may have come close twice but it doesn't count well contrary to what the idea is i think they still have a chance they have a very good chance i would give them a 75% chance 25% i would give to the other teams who are there because you have to respect your opposition so for me they have a chance if they do it i think the entire world will lose its head especially the cricket world we respect the women's cricket division but we don't respect them so much that they can go on to win a world championship and if they do should it be called the 83 moment no it cannot be compared or it should not be compared if they go on to win the big if is an important thing if they go on to win because you cannot compare 
the fluke of the 83 World Cup to the actual thing of today. The 83 World Cup, no one took it seriously. No one knew it existed. The only way you could have any access to it was through radio. So that's one thing. And then unlike today where traveling has become so complicated, you could travel to that part of the world. Tickets were not so complicated to be purchased. So that's one thing. I don't know because they have come close in the 2017 World Championship Finals and the 2020 World Championship Finals. They made a few errors. Let's say basic errors like we all do when we write an essay and we do and we make grammatical errors or punctuation remarks when you write a good essay yet you feel something is missing because that's the way world works. You may do everything perfect. You may prepare for it. You may have enough practice on it. Yet someone will say, what are the recommendations? That's how the world works. Unless you give recommendations, people don't have that satisfactory boon in them. So this is how the team is. It's a good team. Experience with youth and all that thing. Everyone knows youth and experience and exuberance and players who can hit with a strike rate of 150. Yes, it's a good team. Of course, a few players were left out, which I'm disappointed with. But unlike the men's team, like the men's team, the women's team, if they, if they leave out somebody, there is no logic. They just don't want that person for whatever reasons, jealousy reasons or whatever. So the team is good. Mithali Raj, a decent player. Harmanpreet Kaur, yes. Mandana, Shivali Verma, Yastika Bhatia, Deepti Sharma, all-rounders, Richa Ghosh, Sneerana as an all-rounder, Pooja Vashtakar, the all-rounder, and then a couple of good spinners in Rajeshwari Gaikwad. And I have seen them play. It's not as if the women don't want to perform. It's just that the rules are so heavily bent against them. The women's rules are that the DRS is not there always. DRS is a luxury. They don't have enough practice on it. And then the quality of the ground, the grounds in New Zealand, for example, are already small. And then what happens? The boundary row will be pushed even 10, 12 meters in. And that's what it is. But because this is an international event, so you may see rules changing. So let's hope that. And the best part is most of the matches are day and night. Well, it may be day and night in terms of New Zealand, but it will be early morning in terms of the Indian Standard Time. Yes, around 7 a.m. Indian Standard Time. You can ask, why 7 a.m.? Well, that's the way the time zones were created. New Zealand is seven and a half hours ahead of India, and we have to accept that. Right? So I think... It's a good World Cup and for Mithali Raj and Juran Goswami, it's their final World Cup. They're nearing 40 years of age. It's their swan song. But I think Mithali Raj, in my view, should have been told you are not part of the team. Like we have this anti-Rahane, anti-Pujara and anti-Hardik Pandya it's campaign. 10, I would say that I'm disappointed with the way Mithali Raj has played over the past few years. She bats slow. 40 of 72 will not make it in a 50-over match. Yes, in a test match, you can make 
forty or five hundred balls. It works. So Mithali Raj needs to change her defensive batting attitude because for me, she has been selected rather on on emotion rather than logic. And then of course Harman Preet Kaur, whom we still are fascinated with because of that. 171 in the semi-finals of the 2017-50 over World Cup. It, it was just one of those things which happened. It will not happen again and again. It just happened, and since then she hasn't made too many runs. Yet she is there in the team. I would have rather given the captaincy to a Smriti Mandana and a vice captaincy to a Deepthi Sharma, or even a Deepthi Sharma would have gotten captaincy for me, but. That's the thing. You have couple of forty years old and couple of seventeen, eighteen year old. So that's the big difference. And let's see how this tournament progresses because there will be a lot of jostling for numbers three, four, five, and six. So let's see what the coach and the captain have in mind. Or we have a coach for whom I have no respect. It's, I mean, the coaches for the women's team in the past three, four years have been of poor quality. They themselves had no. Pedigree as players, and they only made coaches because because they have nowhere else to go. So they become coaches of a women's team, and you don't take that seriously. Well, of course, this is not the last opportunity. Our World Cups happen up every four years. It's not the end of the world. It's only because a certain group is going to bid farewell because you are forty years of age. You bid you will bid farewell, unlike other sports where you can carry on. So that's the basic thing. I think it's a good team. A few players have been left out, which I think is a poor decision by the selection committee that they haven't made runs and this and that. In that case, why are we still sticking with Harman Preet Kaur? But that's one question we never will be able to answer. And then, of course, everyone will be excited about a Mithali Raj because she made her debut in the last century. I don't know what that means. I think that is a ridiculous thing to say that. Yeah, she made her debut in the last century. That's nonsense, for one. But that's the way things work, and let's accept that. So, how will the schedule work out for this particular tournament? So, these are the seven matches scheduled against good teams, starting with supposed arch rivals. Then the home team, then a couple of teams with whom we can think they have a chance. So good matches scheduled, evenly spaced out. Seven matches, which means there are eight teams, including India, in this tournament, and seven matches is a lot of matches. And a round robin format helps teams. If they lose the first one, they can do better. And most of the matches, at least the India matches, are scheduled at 6:30 a.m. local time. They cannot go beyond that because it's already a seven and a half hour difference. You cannot go beyond that. I think it's a good, even spaced out uh, schedule, enough breaks, and of course, with unlike Australia and South Africa, where you don't have spectators, New Zealand has allowed spectators with all the rules, and that's one thing that will be positive. And let's hope. Nothing prevents this tournament from being postponed because of some rumor spreading and some event and someone saying something which postpones the tournament. 
So that's the way things are. So before they play, before they play this tournament, they will have five games against New Zealand to get adjusted to the conditions. I never knew what that means. This term getting adjusted to condition has always baffled me. But that's the way things are, and we have to accept it. Let's see. So good, evenly spaced out matches. Now let's discuss something even more interesting. So favorites by design and dis and default and the unsophisticated mindset. So for the pseudo experts, whether they have played the game, they have not played the game or whatever pseudo contribution and minimal contribution they've had, they will say England, Australia, South Africa, New Zealand, West Indies have a chance of winning the tournament with England, Australia having, having won it before, South Africa having come close, New Zealand and West Indies. So you are basically saying that non-Asian teams have a bigger chance of winning. You read the newspaper, of course, it's too early. It's still seven weeks from today. But once the tournament comes nearer, if there are discussions around it, despite all, it's not about being patriotic. I think patriotism is for the weak and the foolish-minded. It's not about being patriotic. It's about being logical. And according to these pseudo-experts, these are the five teams who have a chance of winning or winning for the second time, third time, however the tournament goes on. That's the way things work. And these teams have no chance, as the pseudo-experts would say it. So the Asian teams in Sri Lanka, Pakistan, they can surprise you, but they don't have, they, don't, they haven't got that kind of attraction as teams like England, Australia, South Africa, New Zealand and West Indies have, who have performed in various tournaments, domestic tournaments and whatever the tournaments are there. So these three teams, as per these pseudo-experts, have no chance. According to me, maybe they, maybe they will have a chance, maybe they will not have a chance. I can't say anything about it. But for me, does India have a chance? Yes. Can they do it? Yes. Do they have to work on a few things? Yes. They have to work on not losing wickets quickly. And the emotional selected players in Harmanpreet Kaur and Mithali Raj to bat in a more responsible and mature manner. And if the openers give a start, that is if they are 100 for 0 in 15 overs, which can happen in a women's game, or they could be 100 for 0 in 30 overs. As I said, in a women's game, 270 is a good score. You don't need to score anything more than that because the women's game, the mindset is still stuck where the men's team were 20 years ago. So if the women's team were ever to make 400, it, it's not happening until 20 years from now. So for Manana and Chef Ali Verma, they have to do the job. And I think they can do the job, but everything will depend on how numbers 4, 5, 6 and 7 do the job. That is the wicket keepers in who will be the wicket keeper for this. They have they have gone with two keepers, but I think they will prefer Rita Ghosh as the keeper at number 7, number 8. They have a couple of all-rounders in Deepti Sharma at number 5. Probably Yastika will come at number three. That's the way things work in this particular tournament, which means the supposed experience of Mitali Raj 
and Julan and Julan Goswami and Harmin Preet Kaur, they have to be more responsible as far as their contributions are concerned, especially with Mithali Raj. India may be 180 for 0 in 40 overs and they could get another 100 runs. But the way she bats, I have seen her bat. India could end up with only 210 in 50 overs, which may not be enough because 210 can be chased by even the so-called weakest of teams. So I think those two have to change their attitude, have to bat more responsibly. Mithaliraj cannot be the anchor and score 40 of 72. She has to realize that she may be 40. This is her final tournament. But the Tendulkar emotional part should not come into this. And that's the way things will work. It has to be that kind of a mindset. I don't know what's going to happen in the next 53 days because they will obviously play New Zealand. And how they play New Zealand, of course, you play a private tournament before an international tournament. And if New Zealand and India end up at 3-2-2 all, that performance has no bearing on what happens in the actual World Cup. We have seen this. We have seen teams being sent to prepare five, six matches scheduled and displayed. Despite all that, despite all that, it doesn't have any bearing on the actual tournament. But it's fine. At least they won't complain if even if they go on to lose and we didn't have practice matches. So that's one thing that the Indian cricket board has had some kind of... They didn't have a brain fade in sending them there. Of course, all the jail measures and all the virus protective measures have to be taken into account. So they'll be leaving... In just about a month's time. So let's see what happens. But for me, yes, they have a chance. People may not agree with it. They will have their own biased mindsets. Let them have it. It doesn't really bother me. And that's the way things work. Moving on, how did the India-South Africa Game 3 match number 3 work out? Well, India were... Goal out for 223. South Africa were 1 for 17. So I think one would say that the Indian middle order was mediocre yet again. It's so easy to say things like the middle order was mediocre once again. I disagree with that. I would give the rating to the team's performance despite the obvious people not performing as per the expectation of experts who have absolutely no say and no skin in the game. And what they say is nothing less than a black swan event or they are fragile and that's the way things are. So I think this game is alive. 223 may not look like a big score, but let, let's say that it was good bowling on the part of South Africa. They came with a plan, but I think the Indians did well. Of course, Kohli's 80 runs of 200 balls was unlike what he does, but that's the way he had to do it. And Pant did well. I think even Pujara's 40 of 70 balls was a good knock in the overall context of this tournament. And then all the hype surrounding the Dean Elgar situation, I think... South Africa's last win, chasing 240 in 80 overs, it was nothing more than a fluke. They may have won the last match, but it doesn't really count anymore. They are 1 for 17. They have a 
semi all-rounder in Keshav Maharaj as the night person. I don't really agree with the term night watchman or night watchwoman. It doesn't really lend some kind of attractiveness. But I'm but this game is alive. You may see India. India could be batting once again with a lead of around 100 by the end of the day. And this game could be over by tomorrow evening or by the fourth day afternoon. This game could be over before you even know it. Rating of 7.5 out of 10, despite making 223, despite the KPR's contribution not being as per the expectation because we are obsessed with 100s. Because the pseudo-experts never made 100s, and they never had the pedigree to make hundreds. So, and they never were. And they, most of the pseudo experts who are commenting on the KPR situation were part of the team for a maximum of 10, 12 months, out of which six months the team was on a break. So they were really there for six months. So, so they're thinking, I tried to make runs. I did not make runs. And I was only, I was thrown out of the team after six months. And how can certain players who haven't contributed be part of the team for the past decade, eight to nine years? So it's their KPR anti-campaign by most of the pseudo-experts. And of course, the newspapers helping because newspapers have nothing to contribute. They feel they are losing out to the digi their digital counterparts or their digital rivals. So they have to do something, the KPR thing has to continue. How long will it continue? I would have Rahane as a part of my team. I wouldn't listen to all the jealous experts who themselves had no pedigree, no contribution, and they were thrown from the team. And that's the way things work for me. Yes, you could talk about technique and mindset and things like that. Let me tell you, the mindset of a Rahane, Vihari, Ayer, Bujara, Kohli is much more positive than I would have of certain players who need not be named because they have no pedigree as far as naming them is concerned. They don't have the naming worth. This talk show will not name people who don't have don't have the worth, don't have the value. This ends episode number 468 on the 12th of January 2021 and stay tuned for the next episode. And I will be back with episode number 469 on the 14th of January, 2022. Till then...
put these books in your must read books column once again a reminder put these books in your must read books column Thank <laughs> you.